Welcome to the BaseCS Podcast, where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host, Saran, founder of Code Newbie. And I'm Vaidehi Joshi, author and developer. And she is the brilliant mind behind the BaseCS blog series. Today, we are continuing our conversation on heaps again. This season of BaseCS is brought to you by Dev Discuss. Dev Discuss is a show I work on with the team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on Dev every day and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud and a legendary voice in tech. So an unpopular opinion should be like, Computers were a mistake. Was <laughs> was this all worth it? And how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech. I basically walk through this world through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened. As well as how little-known tools can have big productivity gains. And I think it gives me the sense of structure, which I really enjoy. And also, you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. This is our, I think, third and final episode on heaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're we're they're gonna come back when we sort through them. This will be the end of this chapter of heaps. Yes, exactly. And then we'll encounter a new chapter. It'll be a whole new world of heaps. There you go. Just heaps on heaps on heaps. That's never gonna get old. To me, by the way. <laughs> I'm always gonna love that. Okay, let's do a quick recap. Tell me what heaps are all about. So heaps are a kind of data structure that have to follow two rules. They have to fulfill a certain type of shape. They look kind of like binary trees, and we've been talking about binary heaps. So for the purposes of heaps in this episode and in the rest of these episodes, we're talking about binary heaps. Mm -hmm. So they look like binary trees, but they actually only follow two important rules, and that is that they have to be level complete, and they maintain a certain kind of structural integrity, and also they have to follow a heap order property. So they may either be a max heap, where all the parent nodes are greater in value than their children, or there'll be a min heap where all the parent nodes are less than or equal to the value of their children. So today we are talking specifically about how to represent heaps, and we are going to be representing them as arrays. Yeah. I think it's actually really cool because we've talked about so many different data structures, and heaps are this beautiful merging of binary trees, uh, arrays, and also one of my favorite data structures Cues. Ooh, ooh, I forgot about cues. Well, they're back. Everybody's just comes. It sounds like a family reunion. Hey, new season, new family. (laughs) (laughs) I started that sentence and I was like, I don't know what the 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 rest of it's going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, new season. It's actually not even new family because these are old family members. New reunion. Yeah, new season, new reunion. There we go. They're just back to haunt you. They're just like, hey. (laughs) No, this is a good thing. It's a positive thing, right? <laughs> They're like, hi. <laughs> Just paying a visit, bringing you a casserole. They- <laughs> As families do. <laughs> okay, so 
Heaps as arrays. First of all, why do we want to represent a heap as an array? What does that do for us? They do tie into queues. And we'll remember that arrays and queues have a relationship. Yes. They, they have similar structures. They're both linear data structures. But the other reason that we should start off with is that arrays have indices. And ah, yes. the nice thing about heaps is if you can represent them as arrays and you get all the benefits of it being an array, like, for example, mm -hmm. you can index into it and retrieve something, you get the benefits of this other data structure, even though you're using another data structure and representing it in a different way. Okay, so we are going to represent a heap as an array. What do we do first? What's step one? The thing to think about is how we're going to order this heap. And we know that they're partially ordered in the sense that they follow that heap order property, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that the root node is either going to be the largest or the smallest in value, depending on if it's a max heap or a min heap. Mm -hmm. So because we know that the root node is either going to be a max value or a min value, and because we know that it's going to be at the top of the heap, it kind of makes sense for it to be at the front of the array. And because we have indices, we can put it into our array, the value, whatever the value of that root node is, we can put it into the array at index zero so that it ends up at the mm -hmm. beginning of the array. Okay. So we're going to give the root node an index of zero, which makes perfect sense to me. It's like the first thing in the in the list in the array. Cool. Mm -hmm. What do we do next? Because we got two babies. We got two children, right? Like if we have root node and then we say that we have a tree and we have two kids, our left child and our right child, how do we know where to put them? Mm -hmm. So... If we know the index of the root node, we can kind of see the rest of the heap fall into place in the array. Okay. And the reason for this is because if we know the index of the root node, we can manipulate that index in order to determine where its children are going to live in the array. And there's a handy formula, there's actually two formulas, that can help us do this. And we won't get into like the math behind it, but... That's totally fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to play around with the index. And these are basically index-based algorithms that help us figure out where each child should live in the array. I think we should start with the left child. Let's say that the root node has an index of i, and we know that it's zero. But let's just say that it has an index of i. If we have a parent node that has an index of i, the left mm -hmm. child is always going to be located at two multiplied by i plus 1. And that's going to okay. be the index. It's kind of like the address for the node. Okay. And the right child is going to be 2 multiplied by i plus 2. Hmm. Okay. So if you think about the fact that it's 2i plus 1 and 2i plus 2, mm -hmm. this starts to become obvious that the two children are going to sit next to each other in the array, right? Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, it's 2i mm -hmm. plus 1 and plus, plus two. So, right, just moving over. Yeah, so you one. know that their indexes yeah. are only going to be off by one. Okay, so in this example, if we have, you know, we have our i, we have a root node at index zero, mm -hmm. which means that the i we're dealing with is zero. Mm -hmm. And we want to know where is our left child, we would go two times zero mm -hmm. plus one, which is just one. Yep. So you know that the left child is just going to be right next door. At index one. Yeah, yeah, at index one. Okay, okay, okay. And then for the right child, we do two times zero plus two, which is two. Mm -hmm. So it just goes right next to the left child. We'll have the root node at index zero, the left child at index one, and the right child at index two. Okay, so what if we want to see where the grandchild is going to be? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have like our, our root node, we have the left child, and let's say we have a, the left child of the left child. Mm-hmm. How do we know where that one is? Well, so we already know the grandchild's parent, right? Yes. The grandchild's parent yes. is just the child. <laughs> Sorry. Right, okay. <laughs> family's getting out of control here. <laughs> we have the root node, a left child and the right uh-huh. child, and the left child has its own left child. So yes. we know the root node's index. We know the left child's index. We don't know yeah. the grandchild's index. But we yes. do have these two formulas. And yes. in the case of this formula that we're concerned with, we just care about the left child formula. So that's 2i plus 1. So any left child is a 2i yes. plus 1. Yeah. Um, I remember earlier when I was like, oh, the root nose index is 0. But let's just call mm-hmm. it i. There was a right. reason for that. Because this formula applies to any set of parent and children nodes. Uh, so in this case, okay. we can say that our parent is our left child. Okay. So what is the index of that? Okay. So the index of that very, very first left child, the one going straight from the root, is 1 because we already calculated mm-hmm. that. We said it was 2i plus 1, which is 2 times 0 plus 1, which is 1. So that's at index 1. Mm-hmm. So that is our i. Okay. That's our new i. Exactly. Uh, that's the equivalent index of the parent. And in our case, the parent is just the left child. So okay. if we want to figure out the left child of this new parent – we can just apply yeah. the same formula. And in this situation, I is going to be equal to 1. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So now we would do 2 times 1 plus 1, mm-hmm. which is 3. Exactly. And now we know the mm-hmm. index of the grandchild. That makes a lot of sense. And then we can just keep going all the way down. So if that grandchild has a child, mm-hmm. well, then that grandchild's index, that's the new I. Yep. And then we can figure out its left child and right child by doing 2I plus 1. Or 2i plus 2. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting because it works every time, <laughs> which is like, yeah. oh, this is a dependable way of figuring out how to make those pieces fall into place, right? How do we make mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. nodes in this heap fall into place? Well, we follow this formula and we just change what the parent index is depending on which parent we're yeah. looking at. So basically, as long as I know the index of the parent, I can always figure out the index of the children. Okay, so then can I do it backwards? Can I know the index of the parent if I know the index of the child or the children? <laughs> yes, you can. Ooh. The beauty of this is that if you can figure out where the children live and if you have a node and you want to go back and find its parents, mm-hmm. by virtue of the fact that you know that you can go up or down in terms of generations in this heap, you can actually mm-hmm. construct the heap, right? Because oh. if you have the child and you want to find its parent, or if you have a parent and you want to find its child, you just have to change which formula you're using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I should tell you this formula since that's where yes, that's where we started. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> so it's interesting because the formula to find children was just two times the index plus one or plus two, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So to find the index of a node's parent, it is I minus one divided Mm -hmm. by two. I minus one divided by two. Yeah. That's going to give you the index of the parent node. You can be given any index in the array and be like, tell me where its parent lives. And then you can apply Mm -hmm. this formula and figure out, oh, its parent is actually located at index whatever. Interesting. The one other thing I do want to mention is that a lot of the times when you're reading about this formula, you will notice that people will talk about the floor. Okay. And they'll say, you're finding the floor of I minus one divided by two. And it's just a shorthand. It just means that you're rounding down a decimal to its closest integer. So, for example, if 
I minus one divided by two was 2.8, you would round it down to mm-hmm. two. Cool. The floor is lava. I don't know why I said that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> okay. So earlier in the conversation, you mentioned cues. Mm-hmm. You talked about cues and that we might revisit them in this world of heaps. Is that true? Is that coming up? Yes. That is the last thing I want to talk about, which is that we know that cues are data structures that follow the first in, first out principle, right? We've talked about that in mm-hmm, previous episodes mm-hmm. many times. We've talked FIFO. about FIFO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you see cues used in a lot of places in the real world. They're used to manage requests, scheduling things in your CPU for jobs and workers, things that are happening in the background or within your operating system. Those all mm-hmm. use cues. And usually the type of cue that they're using is something called a priority cue. A priority cue is basically like a queue that has like some weight to it. So in a priority mm-hmm. queue, every item has some sort of priority or weightage associated with it. It's usually just like an integer mm-hmm. or something like that. And the items with the higher priority are the ones that are going to be dequeued first. And the things with mm-hmm. the lower priority are dequeued last or later on. And if there are two things that have equal priority, then they're dequeued based on their order in the queue. So if you have two items that have a priority of like one, you just take the one that comes first in the queue and you follow the Mm -hmm. first in, first out principle. So the cool thing about this is that in previous episodes, we talked about how heaps allow you to have duplicates. Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the heaps allow you to have duplicates and the fact that a heap is always ordered with the highest or the lowest number at the root, mm-hmm. and then you know, following that same rule, the heap order property down the structure, mm-hmm. makes it a perfect structure that can be represented as a priority queue because you know mm-hmm. that you can have the first item, whether it's the largest or the smallest, you know that you can have it at the front of the queue with the highest priority, mm-hmm. and then you can just mm-hmm. pop it off and do whatever you need to do with it. And the things with the lower priority, the smaller numbers, for example, whether there are duplicates of them or not, will be at the end of the queue. Which is pretty cool Mm. because now you have a priority queue structure that you just derived from a heap structure. So which came first, the heap or the priority queue? You know, because all these things are so interrelated and you can represent one thing as another thing. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, how did we get to this point? Like, how did we design this ecosystem? Mm. You know, like what led to what? Mm -hmm. There's a good question. There's a podcast I want to do one day about like the history of how things happened in computer science and like who discovered mm-hmm. what and how that led to something else, specifically yeah. with CS concepts. It's very cool. But I, yeah. I, if I had to guess, it would. I want to say that the Q came first because I okay. feel like things being linear is, a, is an older concept in computing. And it seems like mm. trees and graphs came a little bit later is, is what okay. it seems like. But nobody quote me on that. But he, anything you say, I believe. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, I, the other cool thing about queues and heaps, just the last little note for all the nerds sure. out there, because a heap can be represented as priority queues, you actually get some benefits. And that usually has to do with the time space complexity, right? So mm-hmm. because we know that a queue takes a constant amount of time to retrieve the first element, that means if you represent a heap as a queue, you can find them the largest or the smallest element in constant time, so O of 1, which is really cool. In the same way, insertion and deletion of elements in a queue takes logarithmic time, or O log N. So if you're representing a heap as a queue and you're just inserting things using that rule, well, now you get some benefits of how quickly that can happen. What I love about that is how excited you are to share that with us. (laughs) 
I know. I'm like, I but wait, just, don't. I can hear the joy. Don't end it yet. I have to tell you. <laughs> I could just feel the joy radiating from your body. I have a very big grin on my face, so that's radiating <laughs> I can <hear> too. It. <laughs> it's great. Awesome. So does that just about cover heaps, at least for now? Yeah, I think that is a good introduction to heaps. And I think yeah. the really nice thing about this is that this is our first data structure. I think that we start to see so many things come into play. Mm. It's interesting because now that we're kind of in the second half of the base CS series, we're going to see more yeah. of that. We're going to see different data structures come together or, you know, two algorithms kind of merging and you're like, oh, this feels like a combination of different things. And it's pretty cool because now we get to see how we actually are standing really tall on the foundation we built. You mm -hmm. know, we learned all these things and now we're like, hey, we know that. Let's just pull out yeah. and, and reference <laughs> that and we know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Let's just bring some things together. Have our family reunion. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. A lot of reunions and casseroles in our future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. <laughs> and that's the end of today's show. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and make sure to check out Vidahee's blog post. A link to that is in your show notes. Also, make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I help make. It's the first original podcast from Dev, a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Vita Heat, you want to say goodbye? Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you.